Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. Ellen and I are excited to be here with you today. Ellen is actually streaming in from Arizona this afternoon. She's traveling a little bit. She's coming down here in a couple of weeks to Hilton Head. So I'm way more excited about that trip, but also super jealous of her, her warm weather right now because it is like 55 degrees and raining here. So um, yeah, the weather here has been, it's not been a normal, it's not been a normal winter for us. It's been very long. Wow. Well, it's, it's like 20 degrees and probably has six inches of snow in Pittsburgh. So I, I picked the perfect week to leave. You really, you really did. <laughs> I'm more excited. I'm more excited for your trip here, though. But it's okay. I'll just have to be jealous. I'll have to be jealous from afar for now. It's all good. We get serious FOMO, y'all, when we travel without each other. Like, I just, I get super jealous. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things. She's the only person I feel like that with, but... I was like, I'll send you pictures. She was like, yeah, please don't. (laughs) I'm actually good. Um, But yeah, we're going to continue our business series today. But we want to take a little non-traditional approach to our next topic because we've spoken a lot about like really big pieces and been pretty general with our advice. And we'll dive deeper, honestly, probably into everything that we've discussed up to this point. But today is something that has been just like on our mind is how much our hormones affect our daily life. And Elle and I talk a lot about like, depending on the week of the month, like how different our personality feels, how different our focus feels, how different like our work ethic, and even just like our confidence. Like I have like, set, there's such a difference in that depending on like where I'm at hormonally in my cycle. And it affects how we show up to work. I mean, it obviously affects relationships and stuff too. But I think we often feel like we have to have one expectation for ourselves all the time. It's like we have this same standard that we feel like we need to live up to and how our body looks and how we love our partner and how focused and like committed we are to our work. And there's not a lot of grace that gets given because there's not a lot of media that really speaks to the struggles that hormones cause in your day-to-day life and how it can make you feel and how it affects how you feel up. And so we just, we feel like it's just really important to touch on and we want to share a little bit of how it affects us, some coping mechanisms that we have learned that have been helpful and also just how we've learned to have grace with ourselves because the bottom line is, I mean, really the reason we're insecure is because we expect ourselves to show up all the time the exact same way when in reality, like nobody can do that. So we also just want to break down that barrier a little bit in, in today's conversation. Yeah. And it, it's honestly, it's so hard to even dive into one particular topic to this just because I think there is so much to it and there really isn't enough research. Well, there probably is enough research. It's just a matter of people knowing it's out there and understanding that your personality and your energy levels are really affected just purely by your hormones. And I think it's important to be aware of how you react. I know Jenna and I will always laugh and be like, you're on your period this week, huh? Like you can tell just from even the way both of us say hello. I'm just like, yep, (laughs) it's this week. Or it could be the week before, whatever that looks like. But it is, it's crazy how much it affects you. And I think it's almost like the stigma that you don't want to act like it's your hormones because people will think you're just being dramatic or, oh, well, she's PMSing and so she's being a bitch basically. But it really, I mean, I've I've experienced it every time I'm getting my period. Yeah. And it's like, it's terrible because the pattern's like predictable, but it's also not. And I think like 
you know, Elle and I have such an intuitive thing with understanding like where we are and like I can read when she's just like not in, not in the mood for anything and like vice versa. But it's a hard thing to communicate to other people. Like for me, I have, I would say the worst part of my cycle is like two days before my flow. And I get super emotional. Like it, it like you could make one comment about something that doesn't even matter and I'm probably going to cry about it. <laughs> Like, and it also, everything feels so, so much bigger because I get really hypersensitive. And so it's like, if I'm already triggered about something or if something like was just upsetting me on a normal level prior to like these two days, it feels like, like the world's ending and like, there has to be this like, end all be all solution for whatever that normal problem was two days ago. And so I like spiral out and makes, make everything bigger than it is. And it's hard for me to communicate in those two days that like, hey, I'm feeling really hypersensitive and like, I'm going to make no sense for 48 hours. It's like, that's a really hard thing to communicate to your partner because it, it's not an excuse. Like, it's not, like, I always joke with Elle that like, I have an emotional conversation with the man that I love, like, always around this time of the month. And it's always over something that like, is so pointless. But it's like, even though I know it's coming, I feel like knowing it's coming and like, working to actually communicate what you need, that it's so different. And it's such a challenge. Because like, I'm always like, this month, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm always like optimistic because I am aware that it occurs, but yet like, it just keeps occurring. So it's definitely still a work in progress with us <laughs> and how we actually combat like the overflow of emotion. Exactly. It's funny. I actually saw an article on Forbes and it, it looks like Dr. Allison Devine, she was board certified at Austin Diagnostic Clinic. She basically did a study explaining how obviously women are becoming more prevalent in the business world. I feel like it's really become the norm for there to be women in the leadership roles and everything like that. So it's amazing to see that happening, but we're still kind of working off of the, the functionality of how males were in business. And it's, it's cool because the whole study is based on what if you were able to set up your sales approach or any kind of strategic planning that you have based off of a woman's cycle. And obviously, males are different. And I think males also deal with different changes throughout the month, obviously not related to menstrual hormones, but I do think that it's kind of across the board. So it would be really cool if different businesses were able to start adjusting depending on what time frame of the month your employees are functioning at their best. And that's going to obviously look different for everyone. But if you could kind of close that down and make it an individual goal, like this week, I'm going to be at this stage of my hormones. So I'm functioning the best with whatever project that is. And then just do that across the board. I I found the article really interesting. I'll have to try to look and see what it was and put it on our Instagram or something so you guys can read it. But it's, it's a different approach. And I feel like there's really not a lot out there that are driving that right now. But it, to me, I think it would be a great way to function across the board. Yeah, I mean, it would absolutely optimize just productivity. And I, to speak to what you said about the men, L, I actually, and I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that this was the time period that men's hormones reset in a 24 hour period. It was like either 24 or 48 and ours take 28 days. And so it's like, they might have like a moment of moodiness or like whatever. And obviously their hormones are, are different because they're structurally different, but it isn't as like elongated as what women go through. And so, you know, if they have a minute that they feel like being quiet or whatever, like it's not a whole day of that, or it doesn't necessarily like affect their work and their productivity in the same way. 
And so it's, it's really interesting to just like look at the structural differences between men and women. And I feel like we're almost used to using males as the model for work, like Elle mentioned, that we're not actually optimizing. And obviously not every business can do this. Like we can't say, okay, surgeons are only going to do surgery on the week that they're at their absolute best hormonally. But like, you know, for a lot of companies, this is a feasible goal to put in place that maybe the bulk of the creative work or the bulk of this work, you know, gets done during that time. And so, you know, it's just, it's an interesting approach because I feel like it feels foreign to people just because work has been structured from a male perspective. But I know for me, like I'm a COO in my other job and then I own a business and it's like, I've noticed in both processes, like with my business, I'm actually able to do that. Like I schedule myself to plan our creative stuff to like do the extra work heavy stuff on the week that I know that I'm in my top place of like productivity. But when with my other job being a COO, like if stuff comes up, I have to be just like ready for that to be thrown at me. And so it's been a really interesting process for me to understand how I actually respond to things depending on how I'm feeling hormonally and how much irritation shows up if something happens last minute. And so it's just, it's like a really cool thing to actually be aware of your body. But I think then it's also like doing what you need to do to design your life in a way that's supportive of that which I think is a very complicated process. But like Elle mentioned, it like it's only feels foreign because we've never actually prioritized women in the workspace. And I think it's 100% possible to evaluate our cycles and to make the changes that we, that we could make in order to be more supportive of that. Mm-hmm. And I think awareness, like you said, I mean, it's, it's so important. And it's crazy because maybe two years ago, I used to get irritated, but I never really put together like, oh, it's my, it's because I'm getting my period. I mean, maybe like, I'd be like, oh, I have PMS or whatever, but it was never something I was really actively noticing where now I feel like I could tell you exactly how I'm going to be each week. And it's almost like I can't control it. Like the week will come and I'm either feeling like shit or I'm like, okay, I could take on every single task I need to do and then have time to do like 30 other things. Like I just almost feel like it's an energy thing on top of a mindset too. I don't know if you feel the same way, Jenna. Yeah, 100%. And I think like a good starting place for that is like, you know, obviously long-term goals is like for companies to actually care about our hormones. But I think like short-term goals within like what Elle just mentioned is the awareness. And it's like setting the expectation differently for yourself around that time, because like that is something you can control. So like, if you're getting more than what's normal thrown at you and you don't maybe respond in the best way possible, or you make an extra mistake or, you know, something along those lines happens. Like I think a great place to start is having more grace with yourself around the times that you know, you're hypersensitive and you know that things are affecting you differently. You also know like your productivity is not at its highest. So I think that's like a really good starting point in everything that Elle just mentioned and what I was saying before about like, you know, it being, it being a long-term goal in the workplace, but I think that can be a short-term goal. Like the awareness and the grace component can really start any time that you just like decide that you're worthy of that. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the point that you're making with long-term to short-term, I think it, it's really important because you're obviously in a position where you're going to have more say in how the business is run, whether it's your own business or it's, you know, you're the COO. So it's not like you don't have some kind of opinion that can go a long way where with me I mean my company is one of the like fourth largest companies in the world so for me to go to my CEO I'm gonna be like hey we should focus on hormones I'll be like um what (laughs) like it would just I mean it would just look so 
different coming from more of a corporate style. So I think it is important to start with your short-term goal. And then, you know, like you said, once you're becoming more aware and you can kind of incorporate it into your everyday role, it, it might even take off and cause some traction around you. Like maybe your coworkers will start to realize your productivity and how you're setting up your schedule. And then you can kind of share different tips as to how you're at least aligning your work with your hormones in your monthly cycle. Yeah, definitely. And there are like, you know, just to give you guys like specific examples too. I mean, there are ways that I structure my calendar during this, like during the week of the month where my body is like really struggling and like just stuff that's normally easy is hard. (laughs) And for me, the biggest component of that is like my workouts and what I'm doing outside of like what I need to accomplish at work. Because I know that my energy is a lot lower and I don't have as much energy to give in my relationship. I don't have as much energy to give in my workouts. And so like, you know, for me, like this week, that looked like only working out twice and like being okay with that. And so there's a huge grace component because like I'm a person that works out five to six times a week. But like I know in advance, there's one week out of the month where like that is an unrealistic expectation for me to put on myself. And I've tried to put that expectation on myself. And then I like cancel out of my workouts. I feel worse about myself because I feel like I wasn't impeccable with my word. And it's like, it like perpetuates this guilt train that never actually needed to happen if I just would have been honest with how I was feeling and like, listen to my body ahead of time. And so it's like little things like that. And also I'm a lot more and Elle, I don't know, like, if you're the same around this, but I'm also like a lot more flex with my diet, like I know that I'm going to be hungrier. Mm-hmm. And for example, like I normally just have breakfast and then I'm like fine till lunch. Like I'm not a person that really needs a whole lot in the mornings, but like every day this week I had a piece of peanut butter toast with the peanut butter and jelly like on top of it at like 1030 and an apple and like whatever else I was in the mood for, because it's like, that's what my body was needing because it needs extra nutrients. And for me, the hardest component to get over was like, my body needs extra nutrients at the time that I don't have the energy for the normal workouts that I do. And so I have about a four to five day period where I'm eating more and working out less. And as I spoke about my eating disorder a few weeks ago, this was obviously a very hard pattern for me to get down with. But the problem is, is I can't actually deprive myself because I'm starving and I can't work out because I don't have the energy. So it's like, I can either set those expectations and fail myself where I can just be honest and like go into that week prep to support my body, which feels a whole lot better. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious that you say about eating because my sister and I live together and we used to be on the same cycle. I don't really, I think I actually messed my birth control pills up, which I tend to do. And I always end up pushing back like a week. I think I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens, but regardless, I'm now about a week and a half, two weeks later than my sister's period. and she'll always be really hungry, like leading into it. And I'm in that time frame where I'm not as hungry. So she'll be like, do you want like a bowl of ice cream? Or do you want this? And I'm like, ah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really that hungry. She's like, oh, I don't know why I'm so hungry. Cause usually we're kind of on the same page when we're not like lined up on this side. So then, you know, now we're at the point where both of us will just say like, well, you should eat it because you're, you're getting your period. Like it's just known that that's why the other one's feeling that way. And not that we can't eat like if we're hungry regardless, but it's just funny because it seems like every time we're about to start, we're like, I'm just going to go for it because the other one's not on the same yeah. side as me. <laughs> it's funny. Well, yeah, and it's, like, but, it's interesting that you say that because I've like tried to communicate to my boyfriend the same thing because it's like, 
you know, like I, yesterday we had like just had lunch and we like split a cookie from Panera and I'm like, I get out of bed as we were watching the show and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go get some ice cream. <laughs> and like, and like literally had just, I probably had just eaten like a huge Panera lunch. I even ate the bread that comes with it, which I don't normally do. And, and I was like, you know, it's just, I was starving. It's like, I, I can't get full. And so there was a time where I used to be so hard on myself about that. And then I would feel like, the week after I had to be so hard I would like double up with my workouts and I would restrict really heavy with my eating. And it was like this horrible, because then it's like my cycle didn't just affect one week for me. It affected like the entire month because I was like prepping and then punishing. And like, it was just this horrible algorithm. And it was also understanding that like our cycle isn't just when we're in our flow, which I feel like was a really big like knowledge piece for Elle and I both. Cause we've talked a lot this year on like, just how we feel at different times, like whether we're feeling more confident or like more connected, you know, it's like, it affects everything all month long. And so like understanding that my body was actually going through this month long cycle and that each point it needed something different from me was almost easier than like just looking at it as this one week where I felt like a lazy person who just wanted to watch TV and eat ice cream. You know, it was like understanding the whole process actually was really supportive of me. I feel like being able to honor what my body needs at each corner of that. Yeah. And I know we've kind of digressed a little. We're not on the work topic as much right now. But the the one thing I was going to say is I know whenever you're obviously going through like the two days before into your period time frame, you're more emotional and you're more likely to bring up emotional conversations, especially with you and your boyfriend, just because that's natural. But I've noticed even from the past couple of months, probably that you're becoming more aware of that time frame to decide, even if you're going to have an emotional conversation, let it go somewhere that's actually going to get you farther rather than an emotional conversation that turns into this screaming match. And obviously like that emotions are going to happen regardless. So it's not going to be every time, but you seem to be kind of going through it and growing with it rather than just reacting and shutting down because you feel emotional. Yeah. And I think the awareness is the biggest thing because like it is a constant, like evolving process. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I agree. And I think too, like, you know, when we speak about the exercise and the food and stuff like that, that actually does directly impact work too. Cause like how we do one thing, mm-hmm. do all things. And so I think like remembering that's really important because if I'm not nourishing with the extra calories mm-hmm. that I know my body needs for those few days, I'm pretty much useless at work for that week. Because like, if I'm, if I'm restricting, if I'm over exercising, if I'm giving too much energy to any other realm of my life, because I'm already like so scarce for it in those few days, then I like am pretty much useless at Pure, at pure Bar. And in my other job. And so I've like realized that and I'm like, okay, well, if this week of the month in order so that I can be a COO and run a business and do the things that I know that I have to do, whether I feel myself or not, if that requires three extra snacks and like four missed workouts, like I'm not going to die, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's like understanding that like there's a prioritization period that has to happen. And like most of the time that is your job, but it's okay if there's certain times in your month where you can't do your job and do your workouts, and be a perfect mom, and not get emotional with your husband. You know, like, it's like, we, we have to do and be so many things all the time, that like, readjusting your expectations is really like the loudest lesson I'm trying to portray, because you're not, you're not going to ever be able to like, change the fact that your hormones go through this cycle. But understanding that you can't be everything to everyone, every single day, I think is a great place. Mm-hmm. to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I well, Sometimes we need to get like someone in the healthcare world or 
you know, nurse or whatever that looks like on talking about how they kind of balance things because you and I, yes, our roles are obviously different, but we're more in a job that we can kind of adjust certain things. So I would be interested to see how someone can kind of balance and maybe give some advice on how they get through emotions and deal with things when they're expected, like you said, like a surgeon, you know, you're expected to show up. So what are some like coping mechanisms for someone in that realm? But going back to at least what our realm looks like for me, planning ahead is so important too, because in the job that I have, I usually can say what my two weeks probably are going to look like. Obviously things come up and there's different changes, but I know, you know, we might be doing planning one week or we might be dealing more with clients another, but there's always going to be some sort of schedule pre-made that I can adjust to going into it. So I think just knowing what's going to be coming and knowing how you're going to be feeling that week, if you can start getting some work done before that during the time that you have more energy, then you'll at least be starting at a point where you already have some kind of creativeness (laughs) that's done before you're feeling like shit. Because I know for me, I am so much more creative whenever I'm not in that like slump part of my hormone and or my cycle where you know you can do work and feel good so I think it's it's important to at least know when you'll be feeling certain ways going into it too oh 100 percent, yeah and you know I mean I think for people that are especially creative like I know with my writing I had to like really stop pressure too because like you know your your mind just works differently at different points in your cycle and like it literally does affect every part of your body and I was explaining that to my boyfriend earlier like you know for me I actually feel, and I don't take hormonal birth control. I'm not able to have hormones in my method due to just like my eating disorder and my body needing to get back on track. So I would say that my cycle is a little bit elevated because I'm not actually having anything artificial like control my hormones. But, you know, I have a day out of the month where like, it feels like my emotions aren't within my realm of control. Like I had a reaction yesterday that was like completely subconscious. And like, as soon as I like, got worked up about it. I'm like, why am I upset right now? And so it's like hard to have grace with yourself because once you like have time to process it, you're like, that was so dumb. And like my instant, my instant like feeling is shame. And I wrote a post on this yesterday because I'm, I'm used to like men in particular, but I mean, friends too, like not being able to handle my emotions and like my current partner just stays through it all. Like, he's just like, I'm here and I love you and all of it. And luckily, this is not like a reoccurring thing for me, other than this one particular day that I, it's my least favorite day of the month. But it's like, you know, it's, it's understanding that I'm reacting from a different place of my heart and my emotion because my hormones are affecting my body. And so you do have to have a forgiveness piece there. Like I can't, I can't beat myself up because I reacted. However, me taking ownership for my reaction does still fall underneath like what I need to take accountability for. And I used to really struggle with that because I'd be like, well, I'm emotional, I'm hormonal. And like, it's so easy to just like, let that be your excuse. And it's like, well, no, you still have to like actually go apologize and like take ownership for not being your best self. Like it's not this excuse to not operate in a, in, in a good way, but it is, it is a way to say, okay, like I can't set this standard here today, or maybe I shouldn't even have this conversation today because I'm aware of this. And it's a constant work in progress. But I think like that awareness and also just your ability to communicate, which is like some feedback I've gotten from my current relationship is he's like, you just have to tell me like, if you're feeling insecure, like just sit, you know, it's like being able to communicate those feelings instead of like being passive aggressive with them is also really important. Yep. And it, it does go back to the communication and the ownership because even on the other side of it, 
if your partner is emotional or they're reacting a way that you're not used to, it almost comes back on you when you're looking from the different perspective. And it's like, what did I do wrong? You know, you're, you're blaming yourself. So then you're both getting emotional and you're both irritated. So if you're able to communicate and say, look, I know I'm not reacting appropriately to the situation or this isn't really how I normally would feel about it. But for whatever reason, I can't. I mean, I think it's, I think it's so weird for people to talk about because you really can't explain it. So you feel kind of dumb. So you're just like, I'm just going to yeah. act like it's not happening. But then like, everyone's like, why is she being crazy? So then you're just like, well, I don't know. I'm crazy. So it is, it's, it's definitely a hard conversation. But I think once you break that barrier of like, listen, I know this is stupid, but it's how I feel. So let's just hash it out so that we don't have to keep talking about it for four more days. It goes a lot farther than just trying to act like nothing's going on. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I think it, it is absolutely a tough conversation to have. And I also just want to mention that, like, what you're getting upset about might be valid. It just might, like, your reaction might be something that's out of character for you. So it's not that you're not validated to have that emotion or have that conversation. I just think the way that we approach things, depending on where we are hormonally, is not always our best foot forward. And like Ellen and I spoke in a previous episode about how like when you're in conflict in a friendship or a relationship or a work relationship, like the goal should always be the same. You should always be on the same team. And I know for me, what I notice in myself when I'm particularly, when my hormones are rising is that I'm like fighting against the world because it feels like it's me against everybody else. And I don't want to be on anybody else's team. And so even if my emotions and like what I'm bringing up might be valid, I'm coming at it from a passive aggressive place. And that that's the part that I need to apologize for. So I'm not saying like, say, sorry, that you got upset that your partner or your friend or the working relationship, like that this happened, but it's like, did you actually approach it with your best foot forward with the goal being to move forward with that person? Or were you coming at it from a passive aggressive place? And that's what I've been holding myself accountable to when my hormones are particularly high, because I'm like, I, it might have been a valid thing to be upset about, but that doesn't mean that my reaction was valid. Yeah. And I think that is kind of a great point to just leave off with, because it really does, does just come down to taking, taking responsibility for your actions, whether that's in your relationship, whether it's in your work realm. I know, you know, you get overwhelmed and you get stressed if, if there's a lot of work coming your way. And I feel like sometimes you can put that frustration on coworkers or you can feel like, well, how come I'm doing this? Or why, why do I have to pick up this slack? I mean, not saying that I even have experienced that I'm, I'm super new into my role, but I'm just saying in general, those are some feelings that you'll start to get. So I think if you can kind of just realize, hey, this is me, I need to just take like five minutes and regroup. I think noticing all of those things, whatever area of life you're in is really, really important. Yeah. What do you feel like for you, Elves? Like, I know for me, like, mine's my emotion, but like, where do you feel like you feel the biggest like difference like hormonally like as your hormones rise because I don't know if we've ever really like touched on what feels like the heaviest for you I think mine would either be irritation or energy which kind of go hand in hand I guess but I feel like my energy levels feel a lot lower during my cycle but actually more so leading into it than it is during for me and then every little thing bothers me like it's like a noise I'm like that was annoying you know it's and it's maybe I don't even maybe voice it every time but I'm just so much more on edge I feel like where it, I don't think that way unless I'm hormonal yeah, yeah so those I, are probably my two things and as you know I like to um, try and come up with different ideas for some kind of business I'm, I'm 
I like to think I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not, but I, <laughs> I'm always trying to come up with different inventions like a gyro truck, which Jenna shits on, but I actually think could be a really good idea. Anyone who's listening that likes y'all, gyros y'all, or green fruit. No. I need to give no. some context because <laughs> this idea was given to me at like midnight, okay, on like a Saturday. <laughs> and so I didn't know it was a valid dream. Okay, <laughs> okay it's not actually a dream. But for me, I used to travel a lot for my job. So I'd always be on the road, but I was, I would want to get like a drive through and I'd be like, man, I, I can't, I can't like stop at McDonald's every day and be eating like a Big Mac for lunch. So I thought a Greek drive through restaurant would be great to get like a Greek salad or hummus. And then I was like, wow, a gyro truck would be cool. <laughs> and I wanted Jenna to hop on board since she's this business owner. I was like, this is great. You can own the business. I'll just like be in the background, you know. <laughs> Maybe someday she'll go for it. We haven't we haven't quite figured out who's gonna make the gyros, but fine. Um, if anybody's interested, DM yeah. If anybody's looking for, for a gig and they, they their dream is to work for a gyro truck, just reach out to us. Well, I the reason I'm talking about gyro trucks is because I am more creative when I'm feeling good. Is my point. So I feel like I'm coming up with more ideas. They might not be good ideas, but I I still am thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually think that we're kind of like the opposite because I feel like your irritation almost like makes you shut down a little bit. Whereas I feel like my emotion, I feel like it cracks me open. Like I like have this like open wound that like is pouring out that week. And I feel like for you, it's more just like, please just keep the world away from me for three days. <laughs> like I'd rather not deal with it. And so it's funny because yeah. I, never, I never actually thought about it like that. But I do think we're kind of opposite in that regard, like how we how we kind of handle it. Uh, yeah, I think so too. It's funny, but I, I always pick up on it for both of us when we're in those states. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But yeah, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway is that we just wanted y'all to have from us sharing openly, like what we deal with is that it's okay to adjust your expectations. I actually have a post that I'm publishing today on my personal Instagram, just about how I do that with my body, because I really think that that's how insecurity creeps in is thinking that like every day when you get up you have to look the same way in the mirror and that every single workout I mean guys I have days where like I know that I need to be proud of my body just for making it through my workout like as proud as I am of when I hit like a new PR and so it's like being mindful of the fact that you're not going to show up and crush it every day you're going to make mistakes at work you're going to have days where everything irritates you or days where everything makes you emotional so adjusting your expectations, having grace with yourself, but also taking accountability where you need to. And sometimes that's an apology. Sometimes it's going back and redoing something that you didn't do your best. But it's also not letting that dwell on you and continuing to punish yourself for it. I think once you take that accountability, that's where the grace piece comes in. It's like, you know, acknowledging that every single human being goes through this process. You're not the only one who wakes up some days and would rather not deal with work and love and life. And so I think for me, that's really what I wanted you guys to take away from this is just like that expectation piece, because trying to be one way all the time just sets us up to fail. Yeah, word. <laughs> I love how I love all my closing statements. I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but I give this real long. This further this further proves our differences. But I give this like real long emotional closing, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, if you haven't noticed, she's the intro and the closer. So just here for the middle. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because I feel like most people are either there for the beginning or the end. You're just there for the work part of it. 
so funny. So funny. But yes, yeah, so thank y'all for joining us. And we have two more episodes coming in this series, one that is going to speak to how to keep your passion consistent and another one that we're going to speak with a small business owner to be the next episode after this one. So that would be the remaining of part of this series. And if you have any ideas for our next one or anything that you would love to hear about, we love nothing more than suggestions. So please feel free to reach out and I hope you all have an amazing weekend. Thank you.